This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. It's Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Ben Ferguson with you. And, Senator, we've got a lot to talk about tonight, including Hunter Biden's not shocking indictment at all and the media acting like this is a big deal when it's clearly not. It's The fix is already in. Plus, we've got a new update on Joe Biden impeachment and his own words coming back to haunt him in a big way. But first, Senator, let's walk through this indictment. This is a big nothing burger, in my opinion. They've indicted him on the federal gun charges. This insulates the president. It protects the big guy. It focuses on crimes that are completely limited to Hunter Biden and no one else. And all the big crimes they could have charged him with, to date, they still have not done it. This is a fix. Do you agree? Sadly, I do. And and we predicted this over a year ago on this podcast. We talked about how the investigation into the Bidens, if at the end of the day, the indictment that came in was a personal offense limited to Hunter Biden, if it was a drug offense, if it was a gun offense, if it was a personal tax offense that was limited to Hunter himself, then that was by design. That was by design to insulate Joe Biden. It's worth underscoring. We've said it before, but we cannot forget this is not about Hunter Biden. If his name was Hunter Smith, if he was just some poor sad sack dealing with addiction and substance abuse, nobody would care. It wouldn't be national news. It wouldn't be a matter of public concern. The reason this matters is because there's considerable evidence that Hunter Biden solicited and received tens of millions of dollars from corrupt foreign players in exchange for official favors from his dad, Joe Biden, now the president of the United States. That's what matters. And so this indictment, we said a year ago, if they just bring a gun crime, they're covering up for Joe. Now, there are three, three indictments. There are three counts of the indictment. Two counts are tied to Hunter Biden completing a form indicating that he was not using illegal drugs when he purchased a Colt Cobra revolver in October of 2018. And the third count 
alleges that he possessed a firearm while using a narcotic. Now, those those are crimes that I think Hunter clearly committed. That there, there's very little material dispute that he is guilty of those crimes. By the way, those indictments could have been brought years ago. The evidence was there, has been there for years, and DOJ delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And this is all about insulating Joe Biden. Joe Biden does not bear any liability for Hunter being on crack while he illegally buys a gun. That's a bad development for Hunter. But the purpose of this is to insulate the White House and to let the Biden DOJ say, see, we indicted a Biden. Aren't we tough? And they're deliberately carving off and protecting Joe who, who is the reason that the public rightfully cares about this. Let, let's talk about the compare and contrast to the plea deal. This is what he was going to plead guilty to that they're now charging him with. How is this going to change? I mean, is, is, is the fact that they've, it's not in a plea deal and they're gonna, they, they've charged him and died on this federal gun charge, does that change the chances he might actually go to prison for any amount of time? It probably does. Uh, but if you look at it, we look at the evolution of this. We, we now know, and we've covered in previous podcasts, that the Biden DOJ was initially prepared to have a plea deal where Hunter didn't have to plead guilty to anything. He could just enter an agreement, get not even a slap on the wrist, sort of a, a, a wave over the hand, and everything goes away. Yeah. And without even pleading guilty to anything, the Biden DOJ was prepared to give him complete and total immunity for any and all criminal conduct, especially, especially, especially the criminal conduct that, that implicated his father. And, and that really, I believe, was the entire objective of this whole thing. Now, what happened to derail that plan when they announced they were indicting Hunter? That was the plan. The Biden Department of Justice was obstructing the investigation that Merrick Garland had lied under oath to Congress. And given that, the heat ratcheted up and they said okay you got to plead guilty but we'll still make it a slap on the wrist hunter you still don't have to serve even a day even a minute in jail we'll make it all magically go away and the critical piece that was added to this is and you get a get out of jail free card for all corrupt activity for bribery for everything that was done selling access to daddy selling favors from daddy all of that is exonerated when you sign on to this agreement with no jail time. Now, what happened then is the whistleblowers came and testified before Congress, and, and the global attention on this ratcheted up considerably. And so suddenly they went before the federal district judge, and the judge asked DOJ, so are you saying that everything else Hunter's done, and mind you, the House of Representatives filed a brief with the district judge laying out all of the evidence of, of Hunter's potential other criminal conduct of Joe Biden's criminal conduct. And, and the judge asked DOJ, are you saying you're not going to pr prosecute anything else other than this, this, these counts on which you're giving him a slap on the wrist? And DOJ got really nervous and they said, no, 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 uh, we're not saying that. Well, and, and I think they just, they lost their nerve to give Hunter and, and really to give Joe, because Joe is always the beneficiary of this corruption the get-out-of-jail-free pass. That's what led to the plea agreement falling apart. I think this is the third iteration. And by the way, we predicted this third iteration, that they would come back and they would indict Hunter. But again, it's on the personal crimes. 
And if there's not a plea agreement, I think the odds are significantly higher that Hunter serves some jail time. But I but also what does think... What look like? I mean, I mean, we're talking a day or two days or three days or a month. I mean, if they were willing to give him no jail time before and now they charge him with this, if he's found guilty, how much does that come to the discretion of the, of, of the judge or are there minimums or sentencing guidelines here? What, what I mean, how concerned is he tonight? Okay, wow, I may actually spend real time in jail. Look, DOJ wants to give him no jail time. They wanted to give him a deal where he doesn't even plead guilty to anything. So it, this is not a true adversarial proceeding. This is not a prosecutor who is seeking to hold someone accountable. The reason Merrick Garland appointed David Weiss as special prosecutor, is special counsel rather, is that he'd already demonstrated that he was willing to obstruct justice and cover up Joe Biden. That's the objective here. And, and so... The, the small level objective with this case, I think this case probably gets resolved with the plea deal as well, and the plea deal may require Hunter to serve six months in jail. I, I think that's a real possibility. And they may get nervous about having a commitment we will not investigate anything else. Now, mind you, they intend not to investigate anything else. And it wouldn't surprise me yeah, at all to see DOJ... Yeah. To see DOJ say privately, look, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we're not going to investigate anything else. But we can't say that in open court because it makes us look like completely partisan, corrupted, compromised hacks. Uh, And it may be that Biden's lawyers take that and that he serves some time in jail. Um, we, We do seem to have seen some movement among Democrats, among the press where they've decided throw Hunter overboard a little bit in order to protect Joe. It's, it's why the last podcast on Wednesday, and by the way, if you did not listen to Wednesday's podcast, you should, you should go back and listen to it. It was really important explanation on the impeachment of Joe Biden, why the Democrats claim that there is no direct evidence of Joe's involvement as corruption is a flat-out lie. And, and we walked through it chapter and verse on Wednesday's podcast, the fact that they have shifted their defense to saying there's no direct evidence of Joe's involvement indicates that they've collectively decided to cut bait and and throw Hunter to some extent to the wolves. Now, I suspect Joe is still not entirely comfortable with Hunter serving 10 years. But at this point, I think the most likely outcome, absent enormous public pressure, is Hunter pleads guilty to these charges, serves some minimal jail time, six months to a year. These charges go away, and the investigation and everything else just quietly disappears. DOJ doesn't admit in court they're not going to investigate it. They simply say nothing else, and actually, that then serves as a shield for DOJ, when Merrick Garland or anyone else from the Department of Justice is is brought before Congress, their response will be when asked about Hunter, it's still an ongoing investigation. I'm sorry we can't tell you anything when when they have, I believe, zero intention to investigate the claims of bribery and and corrupt selling of official favors from Joe Biden because the Department of Justice wants to protect Joe Biden above all else. 
Senator, it's also very interesting to see how the media is covering this story. And I want to get into that in a minute because they're trying to make this a big deal while also undermining the charges, saying they're actually weak, which is pretty hysterical. But first, let me tell you about our friends at EnviroCleanse. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it because it just might. We've had more than 35,000 wildfires that have devastated the U.S. this year alone. And the toxins, the particles, and wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced that they're having their biggest sale of the year. You can get 30% off right now. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Now, I've got asthma, and I have EnviroCleanse in my bedroom, and I can tell you it has made a massive difference. This is also one of the cool things about EnviroCleanse. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match. That's why the U.S. Navy selected EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air in their facilities. EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. So save right now and get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping that's over $250 savings right there alone. Go to ekpure.com. Use promo code VERDICT. That's ekpure.com, promo code VERDICT, and save and get EnviroCleanse. It's amazing. Senator, I want to play for you MSNBC. This is what they had to say as they were breaking the news on the Hunter Biden indictment on the federal gun charge. And they're trying to turn this into a very big deal. While at the same time, the media then an hour later is trying to tell you that the, the case against Hunter Biden is actually really weak. Breaking news now. We have just learned and we just got the paperwork that Hunter Biden, the president's son, has been indicted for lying when buying a gun. I want to bring in NBC's Garrett Hake. Garrett, what can you tell us? Well, Chris, this indictment just unsealed in Delaware charges Hunter Biden with three counts all related to that gun purchase. It describes two counts of knowingly making a false or fictitious statement when purchasing a gun, basically accusing him of lying about being addicted to drugs at the time he was purchasing this weapon, a pistol, in October of 2018. And the third count is that he did knowingly possess that same firearm, while uh, essentially while being uh, addicted to a controlled substance. So these are counts that were all thought to have been dealt with in that plea deal that fell apart a couple of months ago, kicking things back to the U.S. attorney, now special counsel, Weiss handling this in Delaware, a former uh, U.S. attorney in the District of Delaware. Again, this indictment on field dealing only with the gun and drug charges. I think it's reasonable to presume we have not heard the last of charges against the uh, president's son given the scope of what was originally in front of uh, the U.S. attorney and then kind of fallen apart back to the drawing board to bring forward these counts now. By the way, you said it fell apart. That's not true. And then MSNBC tries to tell you that they don't think we've heard the last of the indictments. I don't believe that. Do you? No. No. Look, this, this is designed to end the matter. That's what the Biden Department of Justice wants. They want to say we indicted him. Uh, they want to get a conviction, and, and I think the conviction is likely. I don't, I don't think the Biden team is going to try this. They may try to do some pretrial motions and some procedural delays, but I don't think they're going to want to take this to a jury. So I think it's likely to be resolved with a plea deal, and the plea deal 
in all likelihood will end up slightly stouter than the slap on the wrist that they tried the second time. But the purpose of this, and we predicted this a year ago, this is not new, it's not surprising. The purpose of this is to put to rest all of the allegations of corruption against Joe Biden because the Biden DOJ is looking to an election coming up November of next year. And, and by the way, they're busy indicting Donald Trump, which is also looking to an election coming up next year. And when it comes to election interference, we've never seen a Department of Justice behave like Merrick Garland and this profoundly politicized Department of Justice. Now, this case, by the way, that they have brought against them, there's a lot of evidence that was from that laptop from hell. And the forms and, and the, the pictures and the drug use, I would argue it's probably a very strong case for there to be a conviction against Hunter Biden if you look at the evidence. Yet, CNN, just barely an hour after this indictment comes out, they start carrying water for Hunter Biden. And this is what they said, calling it a weak case of politics is right, uh, often coming from the former president himself uh, in terms of uh, what they say is a two-tier justice system. But here you have it, as we noted, first time in U.S. history the son of a president has been charged by the Justice Department. Karis Canal, thanks so much. Going to turn it over to Boris for some legal analysis. Yeah, let's chat with CNN legal analyst Jennifer Rogers. Uh, Jennifer, obviously, again, this is a historic moment, the first time DOJ has charged the son of a sitting president. Your reaction to the news? Well, Boris, I really think, you know, the first time we had a charge against a former president, it was important that prosecutors really took their time and built strong cases based on compelling evidence. And I'm afraid the prosecutors have not done that here. Uh, I certainly, if I were making history, would not want to make it with this set of facts and these laws. Uh, I think that this case is weak. It's very, very rarely charged, this section on being a an addict in possession of a weapon. Uh, so I think they have a lot of problems, both on the factual side, which is why it's very rarely charged, and on the legal side. You know, after the Supreme Court's decision in the Bruin case on the Second Amendment, uh, a lot of legal observers think that all these gun possession statutes are in jeopardy. And we know that Hunter Biden's lawyers will fight vigorously on the legal front, saying that that after the Supreme Court's decision that this conviction could not stand. So I think they've got a lot of trouble here ahead and uh, we'll see how it plays out. But uh, I think it's inadvisable. Senator, when I heard this, I was dying to get your reaction because they're now telling you this case is so weak that this is a dumb case to even bring up, even though they're willing to do a plea deal on the same case that got then blown up. So which one is it? Yeah, look, Hunter's already agreed to plead guilty to these counts. So so oddly enough, CNN, you know, I, I don't know who that quote legal analyst is, but you could have just called her a Democratic Party shill. Because she says, well, first of all, the case against Donald Trump is incredibly strong. It is meticulously researched. It is oh, oh, so powerful. What utter and complete garbage. The case against Trump is a political hatchet job. And they may get a, a conviction before a D.C. jury that is 90 plus percent Democrat. But I think the chances of that conviction standing up on appeal are minuscule. But but of course, CNN's so-called legal analyst is not going to tell you that. And as for the claim that, that, that this, this charge is weak, okay, the, the critical elements are, did he buy a gun? Yes, as far as I know, there's no dispute about it. Was he a drug addict? Yes, and I'm not aware of any meaningful dispute about it. The guy was dishonorably discharged from the military 
for his drug addiction. He's wrestled with drug addiction for years. We have pictures and video of him using illegal drugs. Did he lie on the form, which is a felony? Again, there's no dispute about it. He clearly checked the box lying on the form. So to say the case is weak, I, I, I don't even know a, a, a factual claim, an element of the crime that is in dispute. And her final point, well, after the Bruin case, you know, any gun claim is, is legally dubious. What nonsense? No, it's not. What is legally dubious is efforts from Democrats to restrict the right to keep and bear arms of law-abiding citizens. Uh, there are, she says, lots of legal scholars doubt this provision. No, no, that's not true. Uh, there have been laws on the books for a long time prohibiting felons from possessing firearms. I don't know of a single legal scholar who doubts the validity of those provisions. This is part of that that same law that deals with, with people with serious drug addictions. I, I, again, don't know of a legal scholar who challenges those provisions. So her claim, look, it's the typical leftist claim that if a law-abiding citizen has a right to keep and bear arms, well, that means everyone can possess weapons. Let's just hand out, hand out guns to murderers in, in jail. Like, it's like, no, no, that's not what the Second Amendment says. That's not what it's ever been understood to say. What the Second Amendment says is that a law-abiding citizen can defend himself, can defend his or her family, can, can keep and bear arms. And so, I, I got to say, listening to it, there literally is not a sentence in that so-called legal analysis that isn't just laughably false. Yeah, it's they love to make up stuff, and and they do it every day. And even on the biggest news days, they'll come in with the propaganda just hours afterwards to try to spin this in favor of the Biden crime family. I also want to move on and, to and, the other and, big and issue. By the, and by the way, Ben, I, I want to make clear that, that that when I talk about what laws are in dispute or not the the first big seminal case from the supreme court establishing the individual right to keep and bear arms was heller versus district of columbia i am very familiar with that case because i represented the state of texas and 31 other states in that case i was part of the supreme court case that upheld the individual right to keep and bear arms. And it was, a, it was a fundamental foundational case. Justice Scalia wrote the majority opinion. And I'll tell you what we said in our amicus brief on behalf of Texas and 31 other states. We said, of course, the laws prohibiting felons from being in possession of firearms are legal and constitutional. What, what government cannot do is strip the right to keep and bear arms from law-abiding citizens. So she claims lots of people dispute that. With, with no apparent awareness of what actually is are, are the underlying arguments concerning the constitutional right. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, great point there. I want to move to, to the impeachment update. There was some very interesting fodder from James Carville. If you don't know James Carville, I'll just remind you he's a, uh, a, a, a on the left, they would refer to him as a brilliant political mind, uh, a mastermind behind the Bill Clinton days. He is on TV a lot talking on MSNBC and other places about the, the Democratic Party. He was on CNN and he had this to say about the impeachment inquiry moving forward on the House side. Take a listen. What do you make of how the White House has been handling it so far? Do you think they're being aggressive enough or should there be a war room? Should there be a more out front effort from them? Well, my honest opinion is the people they have leading it are not very smart. In in fact, they're borderline stupid. I mean, James Comer or or Jim Jordan and the people in the House that that are going to be on this committee, like Dan Goldman, uh, uh, Delegate Plaskett, I think is from from Virgin Islands, Jamie Raskin, these are very smart people. I, I don't think the White House needs to worry too much about this and let these congressional Democrats who are, are whip smart are just going to eat these people alive. I, 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 I so want them to, to do this. I, I can't tell you how much I want them to do this. It, it, this is a very You want them idea. to do the impeachment? What do you mean? I want them to hold hearings. Why do you think it's a stupid idea? I want them idea? to hold hearings. And I want, and I want to, and I want to let people, the, the American public, see how, how thin, how non-existent a case is. The president did anything wrong, and I want our people, who are quite effective lawyers, to get them on cross-examination and do what they're going to do and make fools out of them. Uh, Senator, this is a new strategy. I'll give James, uh, I'll give, I'll give him a little credit here. James Carville's, you know, it's a new strategy to say that. Two of the most brilliant minds in the House are idiots, right? She says James Comer and, and Jim Jordan. We've had them both on this show for multi, multi-part series. You should go back and listen to it if you haven't heard what they said. But to say that they're idiots and that you think that your team's going to mop the floor with them, if this is their true strategy, this could be really bad for the president. Well, listen, James Carville is one of the most talented Democrat strategists that that there is. He he was the person responsible for Bill Clinton's election, most responsible. He's the person 
most famously associated with the phrase, it's the economy stupid, which which was right behind Bill Clinton beating George Herbert Walker Bush and getting elected president in the first place. And so so Carville's a smart guy, but I got to say what he just said on CNN is shockingly foolish and demonstrably wrong. Number one, to claim that James Comer and Jim Jordan are stupid, as he did, is laughable. And, and, and let me ask the, our verdict listeners, go back and listen to the podcast. We did two podcasts with Jim Jordan. We did two podcasts with James Comer. Go listen to them. Go assess. It's a deep dive where you can hear them analyze the issues. That's just absurdly false. And then he says, oh, and the Democrats are such good lawyers. He points to Dan Goldman. Now, Dan Goldman is, is the freshman congressman from New York, who we've talked about on this podcast before. He's quickly jumped into the role of being Hunter Biden's lead lawyer in the House of Representatives and really Joe Biden's lead lawyer in the House of Representatives. And that's consistent because he's incredibly wealthy. He's the heir uh, of a massive fortune, but but he's been a Democrat staffer. He was a Democrat lawyer on the Trump impeachment, which was utterly ludicrous to begin with. And he's already shown he's willing to just lie. Whatever the, whatever the talking point is from the left, Dan Goldman will repeat it. He will repeat it without a hesitancy. He says, oh, people should be afraid. I, I got to say, I, I don't know a lot of lawyers that would be afraid of Dan Goldman because it is a bad strategy for a lawyer to lie. A politician, sometimes you can get away with it because politicians can speak in environments. If you do like Dan Goldman does and you go on CNN and MSNBC, your lies are never challenged. You're, you're in front of a, a, a forum where the corrupt journalists interviewing you also want to lie about the thing you're lying about. So you can say things and face no challenge whatsoever. But where I think Carville is most foolish is saying, gosh, this is a great thing for Democrats to have these impeachment hearings. Careful, Br'er Rabbit. Careful what you ask to be thrown into. Um, it is, in this instance, look, Carville is beating his chest and trying to look tough. But the evidence, which we've discussed at great length, of Joe Biden's corruption is very significant. James Carville does not want the American people to hear that evidence. Now, if they watch CNN, if they watch MSNBC, if they watch ABC or NBC, they won't hear that evidence. But if we have hearings and hearings that the American people pay attention to, they will hear that evidence. And things like over 100 suspicious activity reports, reports that banks filed about what appeared to be money laundering by the Biden family, over 20 shell corporations, corporations that don't have employees, that don't manufacture anything, that are not real companies, but the only purpose of them is to launder money. Um, up to 5,400 emails from fake email addresses from Joe Biden to Hunter Biden, uh, many concerning Ukraine, uh, multiple burner phones by Joe Biden, the testimony of a confidential informant who says Joe Biden and Hunter Biden personally solicited and received millions of dollars of bribes from a Ukrainian oligarch, the WhatsApp text message from Hunter 
threatening, saying, I'm sitting here next to my father, and if you don't give me millions of dollars, my father is going to retaliate against you. That evidence, one after the other after the other, is compelling. And the average American who is watching the corrupt corporate media doesn't know any of it. And so what Carville is doing, look, in Wednesday's podcast, we said the Democrat talking point is there's no evidence. Uh, The more savvy people are saying no direct evidence, because everything I just cited is evidence, although most of that is circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial evidence is powerful evidence on which people are convicted of crimes every single day of the year. But as we discussed in Wednesday's podcast, there are at least two separate pieces of direct evidence. Number one, the Hunter Biden text to to the Chinese communist official threatening retaliation from his father. That's direct evidence. And number two, Joe Biden admitting on tape that that he held a billion dollars in in U.S. loan guarantees hostage to force the Ukrainian government to fire the prosecutor who was investigating the corrupt Ukrainian oligarch. That, too, is direct evidence of one of the critical elements of bribery. And so I got to say, James Carville, be careful what you wish for, because if the American people hear this evidence, it stinks. Yeah, it really does. I want to tell you about my friends over at Chalk. If you are a guy and you feel like you're losing your edge, you feel like you've lost some of that strength and vitality and weakness and complacency have set in. Maybe you want to work out, but you just don't have the energy. Maybe you want to be more active, but you're just sitting on the couch too much. Well, testosterone levels have dropped off a cliff historically. They're now at an all-time low. Thankfully, the Patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, are helping real American men just like you Take back and proudly maximize your masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, I've been taking the male vitality stack, and it works. I've been taking it for months, and I can tell you there is a huge difference. You can help maximize your testosterone by boosting it up to 20% over 90 days. Manufactured right here in the U.S. of A., Chuck's natural herbal supplements are clinically proven to have game-changing effects on your energy, your focus, and your mood. So, check them out. Go to ChalkCHOQ.com. Use the promo code BEN. You'll get 35% off any Chalk subscription for life. That's ChalkCHOQ.com. Use promo code BEN for 35% off. Senator, I also want to ask you about this. The, the White House had a very interesting response, and this is the third change now in the goalposts for Joe Biden's involvement with Hunter Biden's businesses. The first was they never spoke about business ever. Then they changed it to he was never in business with his son. That was the goalpost moving yet again. Now the White House's Ian Sams came out and moved the goalposts again when he said this. The other allegations is the president was uh, present at some of the meetings between Hunter Biden and his business associates. Uh, Why was the president at those meetings, on those uh, phone calls? Well, again, I think this is part of the right wing's misinformation machine to try to confuse people uh, about what the truth is. The truth is that the president, as he has said publicly for years, uh, calls his family every day to check in. He calls his son every day to check in. He calls his other family members to check in to see how they're doing. He loves them. They're a tight-knit family. And what the GOP's own witness testified in this case is that that's exactly what the president was doing. He was checking in with Hunter during a particularly hard time, I might add, a time where the family was going through uh, Hunter's brother Bo's illness. 
Uh, and of course, the president checks in with his son and talks to him. But again, that witness testified no business dealings of Hunter Biden's or anyone's was discussed in these conversations. And so, again, they're trying to make this sort of strange connection when their own investigation has disproven these claims. Uh, before I let you go, Ian, has the president responded in terms of how the president has reacted to this, uh, especially as somebody who's been in politics and been in Washington for as long as he has been, the idea that he is now uh, subject to an impeachment inquiry as president of the United States, what's his response to that? You know, the president has been in politics for a long time, and I think, as he would say, he's seen a lot of malarkey along the way, but this might take the cake. You know, he's focused on the issues that actually matter to the American people. You just saw him spending uh, oh, the last week traveling around the world, shoring up our alliances, advancing national interests in Asia, our economic interests in Asia, uh, showing American leadership on the world stage. He's coming back here. He's announcing today a quarter billion dollar investment in cancer research to try to finally cure cancer. That's what his administration and this president is focused on every day. They're focused on the actual needs of the American people. And I think what he would say is maybe the House Republicans should join him. Uh, I, I, there's the part in there where he says that Joe Biden attended Hunter's business meetings because he loves him. That's the new goalpost that they just moved significantly from. They never talked about business to then, well, they never worked together. Now it's, well, he just went to the business meetings because he loves him. Really? That's the new excuse? Well, look, I mean, what good and loving and devoted father hasn't called in 20 times to his son's meeting with corrupt oligarchs who are paying millions of dollars in exchange for favors from that father while he's sitting and serving as the vice president of the United States. I mean, that's really just what any good dad would do. I, I, I mean, it, it, it really is, it's cynical because they point out that, that, that Joe's other son tragically died of cancer, so they want to wrap it in, in, in the sympathy of, 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 of a human tragedy to say, well, of course, you know, li listen, why was Hunter getting paid the millions of dollars? I, I didn't hear him say a word about that. There's no value Hunter provides. What was the value Hunter brought? Uh, you, you know, Ben, you're a talented guy. You're a charming guy. Are there any foreign oligarchs calling you up saying, Ben, I want to wire millions of dollars to you? Zero. That's not normal. Uh, you know, they don't do that to anybody. They only do it if you are providing value. And what all of these talking heads, what all of these Democrat hacks are saying, what all of the corporate media puppets are, are, are refusing to answer is, is what did Hunter get in exchange for the tens of millions of dollars? And according to the House, it could be north of 20, 30 million dollars. We're talking massive amounts of money. And by the way, not money from, you know, normal American companies, not money from our friends and allies. It wasn't money from France. It wasn't money from Italy. It wasn't money from the United Kingdom. It wasn't money from Japan. It was money from China, Russia, Ukraine. They singled out nations with very significant antagonism, and hostility to America and some of the most corrupt nations on earth. And, and there is no innocent explanation. By the way, 
You don't hear any of these Democrats explaining why did Joe Biden have multiple burner phones? Why did he have fake emails? Why did he use fake emails to send emails to his son, Hunter, about Ukraine on government email while Hunter was getting paid millions of dollars? All of that, the Democrats want you to ignore and say, well, gosh, Joe's just a loving dad and that's what loving dads do they help their 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 sons make 30 million dollars from corrupt oligarchs who are enemies of america so there was a montage that we played of joe biden and and the the lies that have been told by him his team others in the media it went viral several weeks ago i think it's important that we remind people and if you missed this or you were looking for this audio that's why i want to play it for you again because it's so damning uh, especially as we move forward in impeachment. Before I do that, I want to tell you, though, about our friends at Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. The team over there are amazing because not only do they take your dollars when you pay your bill every month, and, but that when, they, when you pay your bill, you're actually supporting causes that you stand up for. We're talking about freedom of speech, religion. The sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our military veterans, first responders. Now, you get nationwide coverage, dependable nationwide coverage, and they give you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. You may not realize that Big Mobile, many of them actually give huge checks to Planned Parenthood. That is why you need to switch to Patriot Mobile. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, and that makes switching easy keep your number that you have right now your same cell phone number keep your same cell phone or upgrade to a new one their team will help you find the best plan for your needs and to save you money go to patriotmobile.com slash verdict that's patriotmobile.com slash verdict use the promo code verdict when you call them and you will also get the best deals of the year plus free activation 878 patriot that's 878-PATRIOT. I want to get back to this montage, Senator, that was one that went viral, and I hope you will give this to your friends, share it on social media, because it's another example of how many lies have been told by the Bidens and how much the media has been willing to cover for them. And this is what this impeachment inquiry is going to be all about. never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses. President Biden met with at least 14 of Hunter's business associates while he was vice president. Then Vice President Joe Biden had dinner with his son Hunter along with Hunter's business associates from Ukraine, Russia and Kazakhstan. And the day after the dinner, a Burisma executive sent a note to Hunter quoting, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Hunter's lucrative business dealings often included giving as much as 50 percent of his earnings to his dad. The text read, quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. His son, Hunter, joining the then vice president on the official visit to Beijing. Unknown to the press back then, Hunter Biden was forming a Chinese private equity fund planning to raise money, including from Chinese investors. Ten days after the Biden's trip, Shanghai authorities issued the fund's business license. And uh, Hunter introduced me as, uh, this is Tony, Dad, uh, the individual I told you about that's helping us with the business that we're working on and the Chinese. The email reads this way, quote, 
At the moment, there's a provisional agreement that the equity will be distributed as follows. 10 held by Hunter for the big guy. I 1,000% sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. I met with the former vice president in person multiple times. A newly revealed text message shows Bobulinski was apparently warned by business partner James Gillier, don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face to face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid. Chinese executives admitted to reporters that they were actually introduced to the vice president by Hunter Biden. Hunter and the then vice president seen with a pair of Mexican billionaires. At the same time, Hunter had been working on energy deals in Mexico. Joe Biden also had Hunter and his business partner fly on Air Force Two to Mexico. His closest business partner, Hunter, has made at least 19 visits to the White House and other official locations, including a sit down with then vice president Joe Biden in the West Wing. There's photographic evidence of Biden on a golf outing with both his son, Hunter, and a man called Devin Archer, who was another member of the Burisma board. We also know that Devin Archer in that picture had a meeting in the White House, one-on-one meeting with Joe Biden about a week before they joined the Burisma board. You you hear that, Senator, and it this explains exactly why this impeachment inquiry is going to be so important. Well, it does. It also explains why the Democrat talking point and and the the corporate media talking point that there is no evidence of Joe Biden's corruption is flatly false. And and, and I got to say, James Carville saying he's really looking forward to hearings on this. Well, you know what, James? So am I. Don't forget, download this podcast Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. We also do a a really cool Saturday show now that is taking some of the best segments that were later in the show, and we put them together for a review for you for the week on Saturdays. Make sure you hit that subscribe or follow or auto-download button, depending on where you're listening right now. And in the in-between days, join me on my podcast, the Ben Ferguson Podcast. I'll keep you up to date on the latest breaking news in between verdict episodes. So download the Ben Ferguson Podcast as well, and we'll see you back here in a couple of days. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.